Thank you, uh, Rachel. I'm not sure if Rachel's even here yet, or here at all this morning or not, but uh, great to hear her story, and um, great to have all of the kids workers in, like I said this morning, all the wonderful volunteers and teachers and leaders who, who serve every single week and help out in our Connect Kids program, and we're so thrilled to have you in here, and as you saw there from Rachel's story, it's just so wonderful to see the, the commitments that these, uh, that these leaders make every week, the commitment that these leaders give to, their, uh, to looking after our kids and to telling them stories from the Bible and just sharing with them uh, how, how awesome Jesus is and, and what he's done in their lives. And you know, I want to share Rachel's story this morning because I want you to realize just what a high commitment these, these men and women give every week. In fact, some of them, they'll serve two times a month in Connect Kids, just to, to be with your kids, whether it be in the nursery or the preschool area or the K through 5 area. And one of the reasons um, we do that, part of our philosophy here at, at Connect Church is that we want to see some, some continuity there. So we want to see it so when you're arriving for the first time or maybe you're new to Connect and you've just been coming for a few weeks, um, it can be a little bit daunting sometimes. It can be a little bit overwhelming for your children, maybe to see a, a face they don't recognize or a different face each week. So having those leaders who are there on a regular basis, it just kind of gives a little bit more um, peace and a little bit more comfort to your sons and daughters when they come along to Connect Church. And I know it works because I got to hear a couple of stories recently. So uh, one of the young ladies who's one of our teachers, I heard a story that her kids go here at Washington Middle School. And she was coming in to uh, drop something off for her kids. And she stopped in at one of the classrooms. And when she was in the classroom, she heard these little kids over across the room whispering and going, Hey, hey, see that lady? She's my small group leader. That lady over there is my small group leader. And they were like really excited to see her in there. And I know I was talking to Will here recently, and uh, we were doing devotions together as a family. And Will had his Bible out, and he wants to read the, the passage that night. So I said, okay, Will, it's in Luke. And he goes, okay, I know how to find Is that in the New Testament? I said, yeah. He goes, I know how to find that. I said, how? He goes, you open the Bible in half, and then the second half, you open that in half. And that's the New Testament. Is that right, Will? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a great plan. I said, how did you learn that? He goes, my small group leader told me. I was like, well, that's a very smart, small group leader you've got. So right now, for, for many of our kids who are in here this morning, they're probably looking up at the stage thinking, who's that guy? Who's that guy with the, the weird accent? Because they're looking across at their small group leaders, and they're looking across at their teachers, and those are the ones that they associate as being the, the men and the women who are pouring into their lives every single week. So would you join me this morning just thanking all of our uh, leaders and teachers and small group leaders? You guys really do a phenomenal job. And the truth is that as Connect Church continues to grow, we're looking for new leaders. I know Rachel kind of threw out the challenge at the end there. Give it a try. Why not just, just get out there and try it out? See if, see if you like it. And um, the challenge was there, and, and, and we'll need some help as we continue to grow. But we'll especially need some help because um, coming up here in a few weeks' time, it's Easter Sunday. And let me tell you about Easter Sunday, okay, because traditionally in church world, okay, Easter Sunday tends to be a much, um, a much higher attended service, okay? So on Easter Sunday morning, you tend to see more people come to church. You get uh, a lot of visitors who maybe they don't come every week, but on Easter Sunday, they choose to come. So on Easter Sunday this year, we've made a decision here at Connect Church that instead of doing one service on Easter Sunday morning, we're going to do two services, 
So on Easter, yes, some of the kids are like, awesome. So uh, Easter Sunday morning, we'll be having two services here, one at 9.30 and one at 11. And the idea behind that is uh, we're expecting people who will come for the very first time. And we want them, when they come, not to come in and find the places jam-packed. They can't find anywhere to park. The, the kids' rooms are, are, are overcrowded. So by having those two services, hopefully we'll spread those numbers between two services. And those that serve in the first service, they can attend church in the second service with their family. Or vice versa, they can serve in second and attend in first. But I'm asking you this morning, if you'd pray about, consider, even just that Sunday, maybe stepping up and saying, I know that to have volunteers for both those services, services on Easter Sunday, we will need some extra help. So just for Easter Sunday, I'll help. And uh, you can talk to Alicia or Mike. There's a table at the back where you can get cards and find out more about what it means to be part of this awesome team that uh, make up the Connect Kids leaders. So as I said, boys and girls who are in this morning, my name's Dave Jane. Uh, I'm the lead pastor here at Connect. And um, I know that many of you know me. Uh, if you don't, I know that you got to know me just a few weeks ago because it was my birthday back in February. And uh, I was thrilled to hear that one of your activities was to make me birthday cards. And I got dozens of them. And they were so awesome. And thank you, every single one of you that wrote a card. And um, some of them were amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll read this one to you. Somebody said, Dave, thank you for telling our parents about the words of God. I always feel excited to come to this church. I want to learn a lot about Jesus. And you have made that happen. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful birthday filled with joy and happiness. And it was filled with a lot of joy and happiness. Whoever wrote that card that day. So thank you very much. Um, another one was particularly colorful. See that? It's got the British flag there. Someone knows that I'm British there. And uh, there's a Bible in Washington Middle School. And then down here it says, you're a big rock in our life. We've been doing a series here called Making Room for Life. And we were talking about large rocks and small rocks. And uh, what was really precious is whoever did this one, they drew the jar and there's some little rocks. And then there's a big rock and it's got some eyes and a nose and a face. And I think it's my head. Um, <laughs> which is awesome. So seeing that on my birthday and my head in a jar, just really, I was like, awesome. That's, that's fantastic. So, uh, so thank you very much, boys and girls, all of you who uh, helped me celebrate my birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah, for those lovely little cards. And, and the gift. There was a lovely Apple-themed gift as well. Thank you for that. So I know that this month in Connect Kids, you are talking about forgiveness. So I thought this morning, seeing as we're all here together, if it's okay with you, I'll talk a little bit to your mums and dads about forgiveness as well, because you guys, you, you catch it real quick. Your mums and dads, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for them to catch on to these Bible truths. So I thought we'd talk about forgiveness today as a family, all of us. You see, right now in Connect Kids, the series they're doing is called Control, Alt, Delete. Control, Alt, Delete. Now, that's a computer terminology there. Um, but really what they're talking about, and I love this phrase, it says that they're controlling how they respond and making an alternate choice to forgive. And in doing that, they can delete the impact of what that person did to them. Isn't that great truth to be learning this month in Connect Kids? Do you want to know what the key phrases for the month? Listen to this. Mums and dads, uncles, aunts, grandparents, friends who are here this morning. The key phrase is deciding that someone who has wronged you doesn't have to pay. That's a pretty good definition right there of forgiveness. Deciding that someone who has wronged you doesn't have to pay. 
And I think it's brilliant that you kids are learning that this month. I think us parents probably need to learn that a little bit more. Us adults need to really focus in on that a little bit more. That's probably one of those tough things that we hear about in church. We're like, man, that forgiveness thing, that's, that's kind of hard. Now, I know that um, you guys often have like some crazy stories. Who, who's normally the person who acts out the stories in your, in your Connect Kids? You can shout it out. Who is it, Emma? Who? Nikki does sometimes, but who's your main guy? I mean, I've seen pictures of him. Every, yes, guys, who is it? Mr. Mike. And he wears some pretty crazy outfits, doesn't he, when he's, uh, when he's doing the teaching. He's fantastic. We love Mr. Mike and all that he does uh, for Connect Kids. But sometimes, um, as well as the acting and the singing, you guys watch videos as well. So check out this video, everyone, that they've been watching in Connect Kids this month. That's a great video. I loved what he said there about accepting forgiveness and passing it on. That's a great way of just shouting out loud, singing out loud what God has done in our lives. And I know you kids are learning that this month, and I think that's fantastic. And the truth is that um, I think actually probably the adults in this room, that's, that's sometimes a little bit harder for us to learn. The idea of accepting forgiveness. The idea of passing it along to others that may have wronged us. You know, as adults, sometimes we struggle with that. And I know that to be true because I know it in my own life and my own situations, but I know it because for, for thousands of years now, we can go back and look at the Bible and realize that, you know, even when Jesus was here himself, even when Jesus was here on earth and he was talking to grown-ups of his day, he still had to explain this to them. They didn't get it. 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked on the earth, they still didn't understand what it means to accept forgiveness and to pass it along. In fact, what Jesus would do is sometimes he would tell stories. They were called parables. And these parables, it was was a story explaining a truth of the Bible or a truth about God. But it was in a story form so that people could remember it more easily. And one of my very favorite parables that Jesus tells is one called the lost son or the prodigal son. Now, you guys have done that, haven't you, in Connect Kids? Have you done that story just recently, the lost son? Would you mind listening to it again just so I can tell your mums and dads and uh, the grown-ups here this morning? Because it's actually one of my favorite stories that Jesus told. Because the truth of the story is one of my favorite truths about our Father God. So this morning we're going to read that story together. Uh, You can find it in the book of Luke. Luke is in the New Testament. Luke was one of the, the four guys that wrote all about the life of Jesus. And Luke tells the story of Jesus telling the story of what, what we call sometimes the prodigal son or the lost son. And you can read along. It's going to be up here on the screen. It said, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his two sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time the money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, You know, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. 
I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. He embraced him and he kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard the music and the dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told. And your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry, and he wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me. And in all that time, you never gave me even a young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. You know, I love this story so much, because the father in it, it represents God. When Jesus was telling this story, he wanted everyone to understand that the father in the story represents Father God. The son in the story, well, he basically represents every one of us that has ever decided that we think we know best. We've decided we want to live for ourselves. We want to go on our own. And maybe that's you here this morning. Maybe like that lost son, you've realized, you know, I took this path. And I'm realizing this morning, maybe I'm not feeding pigs, but I'm realizing that maybe the, the, the path I chose to take isn't all I thought it would be cracked up to be. Maybe, just maybe, there was a time where I had a relationship with Father God. And I know this morning that that was a long time in the past. And I'm not sure if I can go back to that because I've gone so far from it. Maybe you're visiting here this morning or you're new to Connect and you've never had a relationship. And you're under the impression here this morning that you can't have a relationship. Because of some of the things you've done in your life or some of the things you've done wrong, you feel like, man, I could never be forgiven. I couldn't be forgiven for what I've done because I've done so many things wrong. But that's not what this story says. That's not what Jesus is communicating to these people on this particular day. He's saying, listen, there is a father who desperately wants to forgive you, who desperately wants you to come home. And I think if we're honest this morning, every one of us would love a relationship like that. Every one of us would like to experience that kind of forgiveness in our lives. You know, there's an author by the name of Ernest Hemingway, quite a famous author, and uh, he actually grew up in a, a pretty devout evangelical family. And, and he didn't know much love growing up. His parents were very strict, were very harsh with him. He never really got to experience much grace and mercy. So Hemingway himself, he, he grew up quite bitter. And, and even himself as a father, he had children of his own and he wasn't the best dad. 
But even though he'd never experienced grace or forgiveness in his life, I think even Hemingway understood what it meant to cry out for that kind of forgiveness, to cry out for that kind of love. And I believe that because he actually wrote a short story. And I think this short story that he wrote perhaps reveals the grace that he himself had hoped for. It was the story of a Spanish father who decided to reconcile with his son who had run away to Madrid. The father, in the the deepest part of his remorse, in the moment of remorse, he decides to take out an ad in a newspaper called El Libro. El Libro. And um, in this newspaper ad, he gets a full-page ad in the newspaper, as the story goes. And it simply says this, Paco, meet me at Hotel Montana, noon Tuesday. All is forgiven, Papa. The story goes on to say that when the father arrived at that hotel on that Tuesday in the hopes of meeting his son, do you know what he found? He actually found 800 young men, all by the name of Paco. All who had read that story and all who were looking to be forgiven by their dad. All of them in that same boat saying, is that my dad? Can I go and reconcile with him? And I think when Hemingway wrote that story, it wasn't that Paco was such a popular name. I think it's the the father's forgiveness was was so important to every one of these young men. And I think deep down inside all of us, we're all looking to have that reconciliation, to be forgiven by Father God and to have that relationship back. And the truth is this morning, and this is why I really like this story, the truth is that I don't think it's a tough sell to try and explain to you this morning that Father God wants to forgive you. I think most of us here in the room this morning can accept that and say, yeah, I I can understand that. Where we struggle is that he wants to forgive us unconditionally. You see, many of us are fathers here this morning, and we know the love we have for our children, so we can understand what it means to forgive the son or the daughter that we love. But where we struggle is the idea, we probably think a little bit like the son where I'll go back and I'll work for the father. I'll make it up to him somehow. I'll do this or I'll do that or I'll I'll do whatever it takes to kind of make up for the wrong things that I've done. Maybe if I try hard enough, I can earn my way back into his good books. But you know, that's not how the story goes. If that was the truth, then that's how Jesus would have told it. But he didn't tell it that way. Jesus told it a completely different way. In fact, this is why I love this story about the lost son so much. Listen to what Jesus does say about the father. The son has decided that he's going to return to the father. And picture this father in your mind. It says, while he was still a long way off, while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Do you know what I picture here is I picture a dad who's desperately missing his son who's desperately hoping every day that today will be the day that my son will come home. And every day this dad maybe spends some time looking off into the distance, thinking maybe today is the day that my son will come home. And one day, after days and days and weeks and weeks and months, maybe even years, one day in the distance, he recognizes that silhouette. He recognizes that's his son returning home. And his father is so thrilled and so in love with his son that he doesn't wait for the son to get to him. He doesn't stand there like this. Mm-hmm. He's not waving his finger. No, the Bible says, listen to what Jesus says. It says, filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and he embraced him and he kissed him. 
That's how much the father loved the son. That's how much he was willing to forgive him. He ran out there to embrace him and kiss him and welcome him home. This is the kind of forgiveness this morning that God is offering every single one of us here. And for some here this morning, that's great news because some of us, we feel like the son at the moment when he was feeding the pig saying, I can't go back to the father. I've let him down. I've done too much wrong. He can't forgive me. But that's not what this story says. So for some of us here this morning, it's great news because that's the kind of forgiveness, that's the kind of love, and that's the kind of restoration that we're all seeking here. But you know, there's another element to this story, isn't there? There's a, there's a second character in this story because as much as it's good news for some of us, when we read this story, I think it's, it's not so much good news for others. And that's the other element to this story that Jesus tells. In the midst of all of the celebrating, there is someone, there's another character who's unhappy in this story. Who is it that's unhappy in the story? Anyone? Who is it that's unhappy in the story? Yes. Okay, no, it's the fattened calf. He's the unhappiest in the story, okay? He's the one that was the most unhappy that the son returns, the fattened calf, because it's all over for him. But the second most unhappy person, you're correct, is the brother. Well done. Trick question. Gotcha. So, um, no, the truth is, when we read this story, there is an older brother, and he doesn't think it's fair. He says, hey, I've been good. What, what about me? Why are you forgiving him? He's been really bad. And I think if we're honest here this morning with ourselves, some of us, when we read this story, as excited as we are to hear about the lost son, I wonder if there's any of us here this morning that find ourselves sometimes identifying a little bit more with the older brother. Because we find ourselves saying, hey, that's not fair. He needs to be punished. There needs to be consequences to his actions. See, God can't just forgive and we, we start to look at the situation and we start to think, well, you know, if you knew, and maybe, maybe even here at Connect Church, we look around the room and we see someone here and we're like, hey, if you knew what he was up to, or if you knew the kind of person that she was, and we start to think a little bit like that brother, and we start to think they don't deserve to be forgiven. And you know what? You're right. They don't deserve to be forgiven. But you know what? We don't deserve to be forgiven. We don't deserve it. God, God forgives us because he loves us. God forgives us because he loves us so much. In fact, he loves us so much that he was willing to send Jesus to die in our place. Because that's the only way that we could truly be forgiven. We'll never be good enough to earn our way back into our Father's good graces. So God sent Jesus to forgive every one of us. That's great news here this morning if we're in need of forgiveness. That's tough news sometimes for those of us that feel like, man, that's not fair. But you know what? We all need forgiveness. And we've all been forgiven. Some of us may forget. Maybe it's been a while since we realized that. But we have all been forgiven. You see, when you grasp the idea of how much God has forgiven you, how much he loves you and everyone, it changes the way that you view others. How could I not show grace to anyone when God has shown so much grace to me? So this morning, you may be here and you know that you're in need of forgiveness. I don't know why you're here this morning. Maybe you're visiting. Maybe you've been invited by a friend. Whatever's brought you to Connect Church this morning. Maybe you're one of these people that realizes, you know what, Dave? I'm in need of forgiveness. And the story that Jesus told 2,000 years ago is just as true today. That Father God 
looks out every day. He's looking for you. He's saying, will you return to me? Will you come and, and build that relationship with me? The first sign of your return to him, I believe he will run out and meet you and he will throw his arms around you and he will forgive you. And for others of you here this morning, I'm hoping that this becomes a fresh reminder of what forgiveness really looks like. That it will remind us not to be like that older brother. That we'll find it in ourselves to forgive others. That we'll find in ourselves a situation that maybe we've been hurt and we feel that payback is needed. That we won't respond like the brother in the story. We'll realize, you know what? I've been forgiven in my life. I need to live a life of forgiveness as well. That we will be, forgive, we will be willing to forgive and just let that go. Let it go in our other family members, our other friends, whoever that person is who's wronged you. So, guys, I think it's an amazing lesson that you're learning in Connect Kids this month. I think if your parents here this morning like me, you, you're probably really excited knowing that our kids are learning this at, at the age they're at right now. Maybe some of you are thinking, man, I wish I'd grasped that earlier in life because that's something I still struggle with to this day. And any of us who have dealt with um, receiving forgiveness or giving forgiveness, we, we could probably tell stories of how hard it's been and how it's affected us individually. But this story is a constant reminder that Father God loves every one of us so much that uh, he would run out to greet us if we were willing to turn around and say sorry for the wrong things we've done. He wants to forgive us. And unlike the older brother, we should live a, a life where we want to forgive others as well. Because we've been forgiven of so much. Can we pray together this morning? Father God, this morning we come to you as a father because in this story that Jesus told, he's talking about a father. And he's talking about a father that loves his son so much that even though the son went away and did his own things, when he came to that point of realizing that he'd made a mistake, and he turned back to be reconciled with the father. I love that part of the story. It says, while the son was still a long way off, he ran out to meet him. God, I believe that you are still that same father today. That many of us have made some decisions that have taken us away from you. That have sent us down a path. And maybe some of us even this morning are realizing that where we find ourselves in our lives right now, it's, it's not a great place and we're not pleased with what we did. But God, I pray that we will know that we don't have to earn our ways back. We don't have to be good enough, Lord. It's just coming back to you and saying, God, I'm sorry for what I did. And you will, you will forgive us. And help us, Lord, as well, to who have, those of us who have been forgiven, to forgive others, Lord. To understand the, the grace that we've been shown, Lord. It's, it's our responsibility to show that to others as well. As hard as that is sometimes, we need to um, learn to be able to forgive others as well. And, and with your help, do that. So be with us all this week, I pray. Help us to have a fantastic week. Uh, we look forward to coming back next Sunday, God, and uh, being together again in Connect Kids and being here in the, the main service as well. So help us to have a great week in Jesus' name.